0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hockey House podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co. Episode 50, folks, been a long time coming. I'm joined alongside by Fitz tonight as we bring you the latest news in non-NCAA college hockey here in the U.S. Pretty excited about this episode. Herm and Glick out of the lineup this week, so we'll be sure to catch up with them on the next episode. But plenty to talk about this week, Fitz. I mean, since we last talked, you've had quite the last couple weeks here in the Fed here. Give us the latest update. Since we last talked, you scored your first career pro goal and gotten your first pro fight let's kind of walk through those moments
1: the vets have been telling me it's going to be my my year of first so this was a big last few weeks for me Uh, right before i went home for christmas got the first gino it was against watertown it's kind of nice to do it against them since they're always chirping about the tiktoks
0: yeah we we talked a lot about that on the last episode because even my dad was like oh that's the team that that doesn't like his tiktoks a lot of tiktok drama in the fed
1: it's just getting worse we played delaware the other day they all know the tiktoks now we played. Danbury, they all are talking about it. So it's spread like wildfire, but I'm, I'm kind of all about it. You know, Herm was saying, I just got to lean into it and become the, like Conor McGregor. You just accept it. And I'll be, uh, I'll be posting a few more vids pretty soon. So we'll, we'll get everybody riled up.
0: What's your username on TikTok for the ACHA guys who listen to us and, and have not followed your TikTok and have no idea what we're talking about. You got to give a self plug right now. I'm,
1: get, I'm getting the hockey house plug here. It's, uh, it's C fits, but it's S E E underscore and then F. ITZ little play on the uh the first letter of my name with the the C in Colin but
0: you went home for Christmas break and got to see your brothers i'm sure that was nice
1: that was a blast we did our our annual Mario Party game and i finally won I always play as Donkey Kong. I finally got a win. Literally cannot win for the life of me. Brother Ryan, he always wins. He plays as Luigi. I swear that game's rigged and it it wants Luigi to win every time. Even though it's called Mario Party, it lets Luigi win every freaking time.
0: I have never played Mario Party. I'm a Mario Kart guy.
1: We also played Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, I leave it on the streets. Um, I'm not a big party guy. Uh, maybe we have to add that to the repertoire at the at the Syracuse Hockey House. But you, you get back from the Christmas break and uh, you got in your first tilt the other night, and uh, you were you were pretty feisty in that one.
1: Got in the first tilt, yeah. The guy tried to run me from behind earlier in the shift, so he was holding my stick a little bit in front of the net, and then I kind of got a little too aggressive and gave him the cross check to the the side of the head, and he came after me, which is you know reasonable. One of my my teammates Jens Peterson, number eleven, tried to grab him because he's more of a fighter than me he got taken away by someone. So I was like, well, I guess it's, it's my turn to go. I, you know, I, I thought I held my own. I, I looked it up afterwards. Uh, the guy was about 200 pounds. So I'm uh, like, you know, maybe 155 soaking wet. So pretty cool to see. I was able to hold my own when he's got about 50 pounds on me, but it was terrifying at the same time.
0: Yeah. I feel like he definitely landed more punches, but like you could make the argument that it was like 50, 50. Cause like the refs came in and, and separated you guys.
1: Yeah. Right, right when the refs came in they're like all right it's done it's done and then I throw one more left over the top and the kid was like what the hell man and I was like I'm sorry I, I didn't really get to throw during the fight you were throwing all the punches
0: <laughs> you're like this is my, this is my first time doing this sorry
1: yeah I don't know how this goes man like I'll get better as the year goes on but I, I was saying to one of my friends it's like because I was explaining to him you know when you're you're playing achA hockey or wherever you know growing up you have a cage on or you have a bubble on like you you can do stuff to people and like you're really not gonna get like hurt you can cross-check someone and like yeah they might punch you in the face but like you have a cage on it's not really gonna hurt and when you get here it's like you actually have to answer for stuff so like if you do something stupid and run someone like you're literally gonna have to fight and like you might get your face just beat in
0: i'm of the opinion that it's probably never gonna happen but everyone likes to argue that like college hockey would be a lot safer if guys wore visors you kind of play different when you don't have your full face protected that's for sure that's a good point
1: i also got my first stick in the face this past week right before the fight against
0: watertown so I'm, i'm not a fan of the Visors, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh Herm got to make the trip down to Bingo. He can he can talk about it a little more when he joins us next week. But that was good to see that you guys got to catch up in person.
1: Absolutely. Uh, he got to see Tyler Harkins, Ohio U Boy. We both got to to hang out with him. So that was a, a absolute blast.
0: Yeah. What was that like when you saw that he signed with the team? You were like, oh yeah, another Acha guy.
1: I didn't find out until that morning I see a kid just in the, the kitchen area, like signing, you know, all the stuff we have to sign, the waivers and stuff. And I walked over. I'm like, hey man. Introduced myself. He said he's from Ohio, and I was like, "Oh, finally some more Midwest guys in here." We started talking. He's like, "You know, yeah, I'm from I went to Ohio University." I'm like, "Oh, like this is perfect." Like, you know, Herm. His eyes light up. I was like, okay, th- this this is gonna be a good guy. Thirty minutes later, I get a text from her, and he like sends me the article of you know Tyler Harkins signing with the team. He's like, you guys got a beauty, and this guy fits. And I was like, yeah, I already met him. He's like my best friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that was awesome. And then not only that, but then our guest this week, Tommy Picorni, comes on, and he had nothing but good things to say about Harkins too. So you could tell that he was a huge beauty. So we'll get to that interview in a bit here, but we got still got plenty more to talk about. I have not been as fortunate, as you guys as you I haven't really gotten to skate since I came home there's no like young guys home like all my friends from high school like don't really play hockey anymore like they obviously played all the way through senior year but like most of them just went to school and and got on with their lives. Like it's hard for me to play in the men's league because like every guy is is like, you know, 40 years old and like they really don't want to chase me around all night. So in the men's league has good numbers right now. Nobody needs alternate. I've done like a couple private skill sessions like on open ice and I've refed a couple games but haven't been able to like play. So I'm trying to stay busy. I have literally probably worked like every hockey job. I was doing the PA for some high school games, like announcing the starting lineups and stuff. I was doing the color commentating on TV for some high school games then going to my siblings games i went to the bruins last night so i've watched a ton of hockey i have not gotten the chance to like play in a game since i've been home for break so i'm definitely looking forward to going back to school pretty soon
1: you gotta get the rollerblades on start ripping around out there
0: Ah, uh, i mean too much snow and ice like i'm not trying to sound like a wimp and when there's not snow like there's so much sand on the ground now because that's what they're using to, to make the roads a little safer but yeah definitely looking back to looking forward to going back to school. I was pumped though. My girlfriend, Megan, got me Bruins tickets for my birthday and I've been to three Bruins games in my life. I li- like, I'm like i a Bruins fan, but I live two and a half, three hours north of Boston. So it's like not really, we don't go to Bruins games often. So I've never seen them win and I got to see them win on Wednesday night against the Devils. And I saw so many people that I knew there. I saw Chris Bruner Grande, who used to live in the room that I live in now at the Syracuse Hockey House. New Jersey legend, went to Choate, played for the Hitman. Uh, and played at Syracuse. So another ACHA guy. I saw Tristan Witts. Shout out to my guy, Tristan. He plays goalie at Virginia. He was wearing a Selly hockey hat in the crowd and I spotted him. And then on top of that, I texted Ben Smith in the middle of the game. He sends me a picture and then I send a picture back and then he sends a picture of me in the crowd. And he goes, is this you wearing a Selly hockey hat? And I was like, yeah. So I met up with Ben Smith after the game from Cock Hockey uh, he's doing some freelance work now. His guy Cam Francis was there, former guest of the show. Lots of ACHA guys in the crowd. I was happy I got to meet those guys, but I wanted to give everyone a shout out. I actually felt like like Megan's like, who, like how do you know all these people? Like I was like a celebrity walking around the garden, like the hockey house. Like everyone knows. So I I was pumped. Always good to see those guys, but I was I was especially excited to finally meet Ben and Cam in in person because we talked to those guys and they were great. That's phenomenal. <laughs> It was so crazy. And then, like, I checked my Snapchat story after the game, and there was even more people that I I didn't see there. I guess Ben was telling me that he wasn't supposed to get tickets, but, like, an hour before the game, Cam was like, yo, I got Bruins tickets if you want to come, because they were playing the Devils, and the Devils – are, are not having a great season. So uh everyone was getting tickets for cheap. So really cool to, to see all those guys. I guess we should start talking about some ACHA news around the league. We had crazy story. I think this is one of the cooler stories. Obviously, we get excited when ACHA guys get to be the emergency backup goalies. That happens a lot in the NHL because you don't want to sign a guy and, and, and ACHA guys have the experience to be e-bugs. It works out great. Unreal e-bug story in the ECHL last week. Nineteen year old Rapid City native Brady DeVries was home on winter break. Uh, he plays Division three ACHA at Grand Canyon University. So he played the first half of the season for GCU. He's 19 years old and uh, he's home for break and the Rapid City Rush are playing the Utah Grizzlies and the Grizzlies needed a goalie. So not only was he the e-bug like not sitting on the bench and got to go in like he started the game he makes i think 18 saves on 21 shots and he gets the win and he didn't even get to use his own equipment he left his equipment at school he was using someone else's goalie gear, and he got the win. Crazy. I mean, a 19-year-old Division Three Acha goalie from GCU gets a win in the coast. I mean, how cool is that? I think that's something, like, you can't even dream
1: up. It's just, like, so off the wall that's like you wouldn't even think of that as, like, something. Especially the Lent equipment. Like, I could never do that. I'm, I'm super, like, need my stuff, and this guy's just like, screw it. Give me whatever you, got, you guys got in the corner. And then he goes out and gets the dub.
0: He wore, like, the equipment manager's mask from Rapid City because he wearing like, a Rapid City Rush helmet with the Utah Grizzly jersey.
1: Imagine if he was, like, a righty catcher, but they only had the lefty catcher, so he had to just adjust and play through it.
0: After the game, he was interviewed and he was saying how like he was shaky early on because like he was getting used to the equipment, and like I don't I don't blame him. Shout out to other ACHA guy, though, Quinn Ryan, former Liberty star, he's playing on the Grizzlies. So he was probably pretty fired up to see an ACHA goalie between the pipes. But crazy story. The other thing that goes into this is I guess there's a rule in the ACHA where if you play in a game professional game. You lose your eligibility. I didn't know this, but not Danny Heatley tweets, even though ACHA eligibility is still gone. Last time I checked. So Danny Heatley's chiming in about this e-bug situation And so we retweeted it. It was like, hey, ACHA men's D3, what's the ruling here? Somebody responded with a tweet. There's a policy in the ACHA website. The board has decided that ACHA players may participate in the program, the e-bug program, with the understanding that if the player actually enters the game, they will forfeit their ACHA eligibility. It's written in the rules because I guess they made this a thing back in 2017. They partnered with the NHL to say like ACHA goalies can be the e-bugs, but if they go in the game, they lose their eligibility. So I don't know if this is the same rule for the coast. I don't know if if Bray he doesn't know the rule yet or if he's like ah, i was only playing d3 like whatever i'll just go on my hockey career having one pro win like i really don't know how this works
1: that's ridiculous if they're actually gonna like hold that on him, i mean come on that's
0: yeah i'm not jinxing it but like if they were to like say that he loses the eligibility i think we have a big enough following now where we could get people to riot like Seriously. we could have like I would sign me up for that petition if he gets his yeah. eligibility taken away because that's awesome going one and zero in in your pro hockey career. So shout out to Brady Devries from GCU for getting it done. Some more good publicity for the ACHA though coming from the UNLV Rebels this past week. Not only did they unveil a sweet hype video for this announcement, but they announced that they are going to play three exhibition games next season against Alaska Anchorage, an NCAA Division One opponent. This is phenomenal for the ACHA. The Skating Rebels will head to the Last Frontier to take on the University of Alaska Anchorage Ice Wolves for a two-game series October 14th and 15th. A lot of times NCAA teams will play Canadian universities uh, as preseason games. So it sounds like Anchorage is is inviting the Rebels to come up to Alaska, which I mean, imagine you get the nod like, "Oh, you're going to go to Alaska for a weekend." I mean, that's pretty sick. Guys from Vegas, they get to travel to Alaska. The guys from Alaska are fired up because now they get to go to Vegas. They are going to return the trip and go down and play the rebels on November 16th. They will also follow it up by playing Liberty. Liberty is going to travel to Vegas and play Anchorage after the game. So that's good to see that Liberty's getting involved in this. They are one in one against NCAA opponents last year when they played LIU. So really good overall. And I think I tip my cap to Anchorage in this scenario because UNLV and Liberty have nothing to lose in, in playing them. They kind of have everything to lose. Like Hats on to them for being like the ACHA is a legitimate product, and we are gonna come play you guys and prove that because at the end of the day, they're helping out guys like us. So I think that's awesome to see.
1: That's what I was just thinking. That you know, they really have nothing to gain from playing these ACHA guys. I also think it'll be interesting to see how they play at home compared to being in Vegas during those games. It'll be fun to look at how that goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're an NCAA guy and you're like, Oh gosh, we have to play an ACHA team, and then you're like, Oh, we're going to Vegas for a weekend, like it's a good, it's a good trade off. Like I said, I think the Vegas guy are probably sick they get to go on an early i mean talk about team bonding early in the season you're going to alaska like that's going to be an awesome trip for them and it's really cool seeing that liberty is going to get involved and, and tr- make the trip out to vegas so those are going to be games to watch I, I, and i want to see this happen more often i think it's it's great for growing non-ncaa hockey and and it kind of makes you put the microscope on unlv there's probably some talks about them going to ncaa division one someday too so Uh, Wouldn't be surprised to see more of these games in the future. On a more somber note, please join the Purdue Northwest hockey team and the Hockey House in Joining us in prayer for our good friend and teammate, Tyler Hoffman, friend of the show and loves listening to the podcast. Unfortunately, Tyler was in a terrible car accident on the night of December 29th. The head-on collision left Tyler hospitalized in serious critical condition. He's undergoing many surgeries and he's going to be sedated for a couple of days. Uh, It sounds like Tyler's a great teammate and even better friend. The good news is is he's still fighting. They are raising money on a GoFundMe. If you want to help donate, be sure to check the link in our bio. Their goal was to raise $2,500. I was shocked when I clicked on the link today to double check, see how much money they had raised over $30,000 have been raised for Tyler Hoffman now. So that is awesome to see. I know his mom commented on our post and was just being so thankful for the hockey community as a whole, because it seems like when the hockey community goes through stuff like this, everyone really comes together and pitches in. So that is really good to see. And we wish Tyler the best through his recovery. Speaking of first fights in the fed, as we mentioned earlier, Um, Our guy, Richard Shipman, former Stony Brook Seawolf goalie, got into his first career Fed fight on New Year's Day. Uh, He's playing for the Port Huron Prowlers. If that name sounds familiar, Shipman was the Stony Brook goalie who got in the fight in Vegas uh, one of my favorite ACHA clips of all time so he's not one to shy away from the fisticuffs the game against Columbus was getting a little out of hand and it was actually the Columbus goalie who skated down the length of the ice to challenge Shipman when a line brawl broke out and Shipman made him pay definitely got the the vote in my book for the bout love seeing that love seeing goalies chuck the knucks it's always exciting when they do that Fitz have you seen how many goalie fights have you seen since the season started
1: I've only seen one but it was goalie on player our first game of the year King on Watertown, got in a fight with our goalie. Our goalie just threw off all of his stuff. He's smaller than me and he just started going. I'm like, all right, welcome to the Fed. We play port here on this weekend. So hopefully uh Ship's still there and I can uh, introduce myself.
0: Yeah, give him a pad tap and warm ups, but make sure it's a friendly pad tap. We don't need a brawl in warm ups.
1: Yeah. We're both the uh the new tough guys on on the streets, so you might <laughs> be looking for one.
0: Now you, you I know you're a, a big health nut. Around this time of year you get into the New Year's resolution stuff?
1: A little bit. Definitely. Depends on um, I feel like how I did during the year that that kind of like decides what what I'm gonna focus on coming up uh, in the new year.
0: I haven't like written one out or like anything like that, but I, you know I'm trying to get more. Obviously, they try to get more sleep try to be more productive. A big thing for me is trying to like pass off work to others. I like to be so hands-on sometimes and then I'm staying up late doing work that I don't really need to do. So I'm trying to give off responsibilities to to other people and kind of, you know, get more sleep is going to be a huge one.
1: We love that you're hands-on though, Murph. It's it's brought us to where we are.
0: True, true. And on episode 50, well, you know, it's, it's very gracious to look back on that. But cheers to 2022 and the resolutions that you can actually keep. And how about upgrading your grooming routine for the new year? Our sponsors at Manscaped, are here to make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest ever set your first new year's resolution with good intentions and join the four million men worldwide who trust manscaped with our exclusive offer listen to this boys go to manscaped.com and use code hockey house for 20 percent off plus free shipping that is promo code hockey house h-o-c-k-e-y-h-o-u-s-e No space. It's a new year, new me, with the global leaders in male grooming. This year, take your grooming to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand new Ultra Premium Body Wash. I mean, that's got to be perfect for around the locker room. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find the Signature Lawn Mower 4.0. This is an electric trimmer designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks all over. It also comes equipped with. 4,000k LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land. 2022 looks to be have wild hairs coming out of nose or ear. Well, manscape can solve that problem too with the weed whacker. These nose and ear hair trimmer. These nose and ear hair trimmers use 9,000 RPM motor power, 360 degree rotary dual blade system to provide proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Guys, Manscaped is not messing around. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code Hockey House. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HockeyHouse at manscaped.com. Whew. How we feeling, Fitz? We you with me still?
1: I'm with you, and I, I'm I'm with Manscaped. I'm all in on the lawnmower. I'll be rocking
0: the shirt uh, this weekend in, in the locker room. I'm all in. It is the real deal. I was I don't want to say I was early to Manscaped, but I felt like I had one before most of my friends had one. And I just started out with the the original lawnmower, and I think they had come out with the 2.0 by the time I had the original one, and it's great. And when we got the new one in the mail, the 4.0, I mean, holy smokes, are they not kidding about? this light wherever you need to to trim up this is going to help you and no better way to start off 2022 treat yourself 20 percent off free shipping promo code hockey house Hockey House, no space. And we're going to start off right with a great interview. Like we said, we got Tommy Picorni coming on the show. Longtime friend of Herm's played at Ohio. He's now in the SPHL for the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. He was awesome. I and mean, we dove right into stuff. It was it was nice having a former player on. I feel like sometimes current players are kind of, they, they don't want to say too much. They don't want to go into details about maybe some stuff away from the rink. He was all in and he, he really brought us behind the scenes about Ohio. We already know a lot about Ohio just because of how much perm does for us but it was really great getting tommy's perspective on his playing career and how it led him to the sphl so without further ado we are going to cut to that interview right now with tommy Picorni. we're pleased to be joined by a former ohio bobcat and current member of the roanoke rail yard dogs someone who has always been smiling for the camera and getting under guy's skin ladies and gentlemen please welcome tommy Picorni. tommy welcome to the hockey house
2: Oh, uh, boys! Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: We're pumped. I don't think Herm's gonna stop smiling all episode. He, I mean, he's finally got a former Bobcat on, and and he's just as fired up as you are, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, Herm and I go way back. You know, we had uh, ticket sales together one year, and uh, we sat next to each other pretty much every class. And I pretty much just looked off everything he did, and uh, he got me a good grade. So. Keep it at that.
0: We hear a lot about Ohio Sports Management Program, but did you say you were in a ticket sales class together?
2: Yeah, that's right. We had an excellent professor. He uh, worked, you know, for the NCAA and a couple different uh, programs, like just selling tickets he had a great idea for you know how to persuade said users of you know college athletics to buy some tickets and he was a great professor uh great influence on her and I
0: they have you outside the rink in Roanoke selling tickets to people
2: you know I could I could work for the the box office but they just I didn't tell anyone that but
0: all right we'll we'll keep it on the down low
2: yeah I had a nice internship with the walleye actually in East Coast Hockey League selling tickets so, yeah, Ohio go. is known for their sports management program, and ticket sales is the entry level position for, for most majors.
0: So, let's jump into it then. After school, how did you get involved playing in the SB? What was that jump from the ACHA to the SBHL
2: like? Like they say, it's all about who you know. I kept in contact with my coach, Dan Bremner, who he was our coach or his assistant coach for Ohio University, like my junior year. And he ended up leaving, like, after a couple of months just because the uh, Roanoke rail yard dog position opened up but he had played in the sp for a couple years and he was a captain for peoria and we kept in contact you know after he left and he was always like yeah like i'd love to have you come see what we can you know see if you can make the team blah 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 blah. and uh here we are like a couple years later
0: Rewinding even further back to the start of your ACHA career at Ohio, kind of walk us through what led you to choosing to attend Ohio University.
2: I just really wanted to play Division One after uh, my junior career, but didn't really work out. So I, I thought, like, ah, maybe D three. Like, should I go Division? It was really the the question was, should I go Division three or should I play Division one club at a high level? And I weighed out my options and like. My dad had played at Ohio University in the 80s and he was kind of in my ear like, hey man, like it's a good program, like it's good hockey, like don't overlook it and took a hard long look into it and never really got like recruited or anything. But I reached out to a guy by the name of Dave Nyes. He was assistant coach at the time. He kind of like led me in the right direction to what the program was about and all that. And I ended up just enrolling at Ohio University and seeing like, you know, what, what i could do and there was tryouts and i ended up trying out and sean hogan gave me a look and, and here we are you know f- five years later and playing in the sp but it all just started with my dad pretty much like he played at ou and i kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps instead of playing division three ncaa i wanted to play division one club
0: now were there any schools in particular division three that you were really looking at and kind of weighing your options Between them and Ohio,
2: Uh, yeah, there was a couple. Like, I remember my coach. I played for the Bay State Breakers in the USPHL, and this guy had a hardcore Boston accent. He he would be like, "How about Norwich? Yeah, how how about you know, like a couple different." uh, So Norwich was one of them, but like it was a military school. I found out, and I was like, "Ah, "I'm probably not cut out for the military school." I thought about Iowa State too. Like Iowa State was one of the schools I wanted to go to, and ended up Ohio worked out better. So ended up choosing Ohio. It was the best decision I ever made. And now once you
0: get to Ohio, what was your welcome to the Acha moment?
2: Oh man. Welcome to the Acha moment. I actually do have a good one. We're playing none other than Iowa state. My girlfriend at the time was there for the first time watching me play. And I was a freshman defenseman and uh, the draw was one back to me left defenseman and I'm like all right, I'm going to rush the puck up I'm going to showboat I want to be a hot dog like I want to show what I can do right and I get absolutely clotheslined by the turnbuckle this guy just on Iowa State hits me so hard my cage is dented into my face and I'm like uh oh like might have a concussion like it was the hardest I've ever been hit like welcome to the Acha bud ended up finishing the game passed the concussion test or whatever we won that was my welcome to the Acha moment
1: once again tommy thanks for coming on i I had a similar welcome to the fed moment that was that was me and the fed (laughs) thinking i could go coast to coast and just getting blown up (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta keep your head up right heads up hockey right must be a common thing amongst us uh, achad men we think we could just show up here and (laughs) carry carry the carry the teams (laughs) exactly herm you want to just go loose here
3: Yeah, I got got a whole bunch of questions that I can ask. So let's go back to an old tweet here real quick. So picture this. It's 2031. They hired me to be the GM, head coach, assistant coach, video guy, skate sharpener of the University of Ohio Bobcats. We bring that trophy home to Bird Arena where it belongs and then go kill it on court. All is well again in Southeast Ohio. Hashtag no more benders. Do you want to bring it? Do you want to fill us in on that experience that you might have had with a particular (laughs) coach in that 2019-20 season that might have led to a little bit of frustration and wanting to step in as coach?
2: Yeah, you know, it was kind of a running joke between the boys like that I was the oldest guy on the team by far and uh they would give it to me they'd be like Yeah, hey, like you should be the coach blah 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 blah. we were struggling here and there like we ended up having like overall a pretty good season but there were times where we were just like ah man like does this guy know what he's talking about like blah 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 blah. like the boys would just make it a funny joke like poco should be the coach blah 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 you know and i took it and ran with it i was like yeah i'll be the coach one day here blah blah, blah 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 you know i wanted to be the coach i one day would like to coach hockey it would be awesome if i got the coach at the alma mater obviously and we were so close to winning a national championship my sophomore year and didn't happen so therefore i've always since that day i've always wanted to come back and coach ohio to a national championship i was a little frustrated with coach bell at the time to say the least i
0: was gonna say i don't know the the coaching staff as well as you you do but i the main point of this tweet is that it Ends with the hashtag no more benders. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts. Like what are some good pieces of style that you're looking for on the ice out of college hockey players?
2: Oh man. Like definitely tape job is, is a lot. Like if your tape job isn't up to par, then like, what are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> That's everything. That's that's a big style point in my book, but no more benders that comes from a former Bobcat's father. Uh, I can't take credit for that. That's Tyler Harkin's father, Don Harkins, who is playing for the uh, Binghamton Black Bears currently in the Fed Hockey League. Absolute beauty weapon goal scorer. His cousin plays in the show. Not a big deal. Love Tyler and uh, Donnie too.
0: I think that's perfect because I think when by the time this comes out, we'll have a lot of talk of Tyler Harkins because he's teammates now with Fitz. So we'll we we'll have plenty a discussion of this episode. It, all Bobcats this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, Tyler is the man. Like if we ever needed a goal, it was like get the puck to 22. He'll put it in the back of the net. No question. And it was fun to watch.
3: So I made sure to ask around with uh, some former teammates of yours and friends of ours about some OU memories so I'm not going to name names I'm just going to get into it with some anonymous <laughs> questions here this one is UNLV trying to fight us at CI after they played us since we wouldn't let them in you want to elaborate on that story
2: oh uh, man did, did they beat us that that game or did we sweep them
3: I'm pretty sure you guys swept them I'd have to take a look back uh, at the, the record yeah
2: book, but there was just a lot of animosity after that game I if I recall correctly, like they were chirping our bench or something and we were chirping them back, but they came to the bar. And of course I was in, in one of my moods, probably like, ah, yeah, you guys can't come in. See you later. Like, you know, thinking that I own the joint, but I don't. And, uh, I'm sure I, I let them have it verbally and then things might've escalated to physical, but, um, I think cooler heads prevailed and everybody was okay. But yeah, UNLV definitely left their imprint on it on OU's campus at CI.
0: Can we get a uh, a lay of the land of CI here? You're the first Bobcat <laughs> player to come on. So I think you're gonna have to describe it to us so that, that we can get a better visual here.
2: Well uh, yeah that's a funny question. CI has transformed a little bit since I've been since I was a freshman. Uh, when you first walked in it was dark and gringy and there's a there's a ledge on the right as soon as you walk in and all the way in the back is pool tables. But now it's like they, they kind of, you know, renovated the place and, and the ceilings are a lot higher and TVs, or in different spots, but it's a better layout than they used to have. But yeah, it's it's all about the uh, the ledge on the right side when you come in. It's pretty legendary.
0: Yeah, well, that, that was one of our questions for us: is Are you a ledge guy or are you a bar stool guy?
2: <laughs> uh, Jimmy Thomas is a bar stool guy. I'm a ledge guy. I'll say that. But yeah, most most guys are uh, ledge guys, but Jimmy Thomas is a bar stool guy. <laughs>
3: and you want to give us the name of that corner at the CI?
2: Oh, the hot corner, Herm. How dare you? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's I don't I don't know where that came from, but I think maybe Michael Harris, my captain, when I was a freshman, he, he was a senior, he just coined it the hot corner, but I'm sure guys before him called it uh the hot corner. But yeah, it's a hot corner. <laughs> you know everything, Herm. <laughs>
3: And since we're talking in Athens experiences, uh, best stories of living at the furnace.
2: Oh man, Whew. so many, too many to count. Funny story: uh, Zach Curry and I, current number fifteen on the Bobcats, we were living together, and it was such a good time, man. Like being a fifth year living with a freshman, like I taught him everything I knew, like, and he, I'm sure, he loved it every second of it. He's the man. But uh, one day we were grilling out. <laughs> after a game and i guess we just got deep into conversation like we just were not paying attention whatsoever and our whole grill caught on fire like <laughs> and the neighbors come knock on the door they're like hey uh your grill's like catching on fire like your whole place is about to catch on fire and zach and i look at each other like holy shh like I uh, Uh, Yeah, we ran out there and Obson took care of it. So the whole place didn't catch on fire. Thankfully, my dad, his coach was the guy that when he played at Ohio, his coach owned our our, uh, furnace, Fern 15 house. So if anything did happen, we would have been okay, I think. But it was pretty funny.
3: I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you know full well who this question came from. But who are some of the biggest skill guys that you've ever played with?
2: (laughs) uh right off the bat john evangelisti gianni evangelisti he would love to hear that i'm sure jacob houston man the list goes on there's so many tyler harkins joe breslin michael harris there's just there's a ton of skill that's come through ohio university and it's a shame that they haven't you know been talked about as as far as like Becoming a division one program yet like ncaa sanction pretty soon you know next five ten years i think they'll get there but just need to uh get get some funding
3: better friend matt rudin or grant hazel
2: well for now matt rudin just because he asked me to be in his wedding but grant hazel is is my boy one time i almost had to fight grant hazel in practice we were we were doing a battle drill behind the net and he threw me against the net and I was like I got up and looked at him. I was like, Are we are we doing this? And he was like, Are we doing this? And I was like, Ah, you're two hundred and eighty pounds. I don't wanna do this. So I was like, No way. You'll you'll rearrange my face. <laughs> so I said no.
3: Probably for the best. Spring yeah. break at the Lonnie Kai.
2: <laughs> Arm, where are you getting all these? <laughs>
3: Told you, I got my sources. We
0: had a bye week this week, so Herm had twice the amount of time to go digging for these questions.
2: Oh, boys, that's good. What do you want to know about the Lonnie Kai? I would say don't stay there, but hang out there during the day. The place is wild. (laughs)
3: Look, I got the question submitted to me. I don't even know what it is. So you need to give us like the full detail on what, like where it is, what it is
2: i got you yeah uh fort myers florida the boys decided after our season got canceled they uh like first pandemic hit and the boys are like we're not letting our spring break get ruined let's go honestly it was it was all jimmy thomas he was like the leader of the troops there and it's me jimmy kyle scott bagby uh Zach Curry and I want to say a couple other guys but I think that was it and we we ended up staying like right next door to the Lanikai. Kai we had a good old time but the Lonnie Kai is greasy to say the least like oh man that place they need to sanitize it it was a great spring break it was short-lived you know, we had to be back for hockey, but Lonnie Kai is legendary for sure.
0: This was in twenty twenty that you guys went went to Fort Myers.
2: Yeah, man. Crazy. It's already been two years.
0: I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, like knowing what we know now and how big of a lockdown everything went to, I mean, you guys I mean, you guys look like geniuses.
2: <laughs> so like It's funny because the boys are like, yeah, we got to go. Like, and I'm just sitting there like, boys, we should stay. We should just stay. Our season's getting canceled. Like, why would we go back? Let's just stay. And they're just like, Tom, you're an idiot. We're going home. Like, we have hockey. I'm just like, all right. Ended up getting canceled. So I was right, but it's all right we had a good old time. My only spring break out of the uh, five years I played Ohio, which is funny.
0: You mentioned being the old guy, and I want to just hear your take on this. Are there benefits to being a 21-year-old freshman in Athens, Ohio?
2: Oh man, so many benefits. You don't want to be an 18-year-old going to Ohio as a hockey player, just because you get to get into any bar as a 21. 21- I mean, I was only 20 when I got there, but I ended up turning 21 in December and and I was legal and that was great. Just, you know, it's all about the bar scene at Ohio. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would just say that was the benefit. is just being able to get in the bars as a freshman. You have four years of experience, you know, dealing with all the shenanigans that, can happen in a night out in Athens, Ohio.
0: You said December birthday, just checking your elite prospects. You got sewered with your birthday as a hockey player. That's like the worst birthday you could have.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm still not talking to my mother, like... I mean, I'm sure my dad was probably like, come on, hold him in for one more day, two more days. But yeah, no, it, it is tough. But looking back, like I had a great junior career and I heard, I guess, that you could have, you know, sent in some, some sort of paperwork and applied to uh, get another year of juniors if you're a really late birthday. But I never looked into that. So here we are.
0: That sounds like a pretty hardo move going that far to get the paperwork done. Yeah, on
2: exactly. Like just let it be, right?
0: Yeah, I do want to ask now that now that I have your your EP in front of me, we've talked a lot about Weber State and uh, the rink that they play in. You were fortunate enough to play j- some junior hockey out there. Uh, for the Mustangs in, in Ogden. What was that like? I mean, was that a great environment to play in?
2: That was one of the best teams I've ever been on. Like, we had 13 guys from Michigan. They did a really good job of just recruiting a group of guys that all knew each other, and and we all went out there. And we ended up winning the, the division uh, against the Idaho Steelheads, junior Steelheads. And it was just a great year, like great ownership, great billets like it it was really fun playing out there it was olympic sheet of ice i loved it but i knew like if i wanted to you know make the next step i guess like i needed to go somewhere else and ended up moving to the usphl in, in boston after that but man it was a great time in ogden
0: I feel like we've kind of overlooked it just with having Herm on the podcast. Like, we know a lot about Ohio already, but can you kind of talk about your your first introduction to Bird Arena and what it was like, you know, playing in front of those fans?
2: My first time in Bird Arena, like, I was actually with, I want to say I was with, like, Matt Rudin. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm trying out for the Bobcats. And Matt, they had already written an article about number 27. Like, he was the man, like, USHL. like, He was a goal scorer, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make the team or or not. He was like, Nah, dude, like, you got this. Like, you played where? Like, you're good. Like, blah, 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 blah. Walked into Bird, and like, it just had like this smell to it. I don't know how to explain it. Diego Breckenridge always used to talk about, like, he's not wrong. Like, you, you walk into Bird Arena, and there is, like, this distinct smell. I don't know if it's, like, the Zamboni fumes or or whatever it is, but it's pretty cool. And, and my first game there, like, I want to say I was scratched. <laughs> I was uh, sitting in the stands, and uh, it was pretty humbling. I was like, man, like, I don't know if I'll ever fucking, you know, excuse my French, I don't know if I'll ever play for the boys, like, Am i just gonna be healthy the whole year like what's going on and uh, we ended up beating john carroll i think because we play them first every year and it was just a really cool experience like listen to the crowd like as soon as a goal scored like everybody goes nuts and it's such a like uh just a, you know a, a tight-knit environment and it's a smaller arena so like it's very loud and uh the, it's not you know it's insulated decently but it, it was a good time
3: you're privileged to have seen gangrene like when it was towards its peak too yeah so you got like the peak of gangrene and then into the beginning of arena Rex so you want to tell us about like all of the the change in culture that you saw at bird and some of those favorite fan interaction moments things like that that stick out to you
2: yeah like when um I was finishing my junior career I, I was driving home with my dad from Boston to Michigan, and we we drove through Cleveland, and that's where um, nationals were at the time before my freshman year. Ohio was playing like Liberty in uh, Strongsville in the tournament, and and I'll never forget like Gang Green was there, and like it was wild. Like I was like, Dad, like these these fans are. Uh, nuts about ohio university like what's going on here and he's like i don't know like that's just the way it is like and it was it was pretty cool to see that and then obviously the transition from those guys passing the torch on to the t-rex Getting in people's faces in the in the penalty box it was pretty cool to see. And just a very, very passionate fan base at Ohio University. And you never know it unless you you go watch a game at Bird Arena. It was actually just like your dad paying all those fans to go to
0: the Ohio game so that you actually went to Ohio. <laughs> Little do I know.
2: Joke's on me. My dad had this. <laughs>
3: I'm on the payroll. I'm guilty at this point.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. How dare you? What, just
3: way, the full long con on it, you know, like the, <laughs> that's what, that's what held me over all these years, making eight twenty five an hour from the Bobcats yeah. doing eight jobs. And then it was your dad's paycheck that really paid the bills.
2: I was going to say like one of my best Bobcat moments was when you got your scholarship, man. Like I was teared up, man. Like we all were, we were just like, oh my goodness. Like nobody deserves it more than David Herman. Like this, is this is awesome. Like we were all feeling it that day.
3: You guys got me hook, line, and sinker, too. That was the funny thing, was <laughs> yeah. that it was it was not a frequent occurrence for me to ever be in the locker room because I really tried to respect that sanctity. So when, when someone came and got me after practice and was like, the boys want to see you in the locker room, I was like, I'm going to get hazed as a senior. Like, <laughs> what is going on right now? You guys just absolutely made the the whole thing worth it and it stands out to me as like a top life experience not like a a, just a bobcat experience so i i can't thank you guys enough for that
2: man that was awesome for everyone involved
0: herm thought he was gonna get the call up to be the emergency backup goalie for the next game like that's what they were bringing him down for the locker room for
2: exactly he's like do you need me you guys need a guy
0: Herm, I can't believe it took you four years to get the call down to the Ohio locker room. I feel yeah. like you were inside the Syracuse locker within 24 hours of being on campus.
3: Pretty much. That was the funny thing was like once you said it was like, OK, I was like, OK, like I, I chucked it out there, not expecting you to say yes. Alex has never, ever let me in the DFI locker room. And you said yes immediately. I was like, OK, cool. This is great. I get to bring a camera. Holy shit.
2: We gave you all that confidence, eh, Herm? We We helped you build all that.
3: A lot of confidence. Lot a lot of confidence, <laughs> Tommy. on the, On the flip side of
2: things,
0: I know we we're talking about bird. What were some places you got to travel to with with Ohio hockey? Because I know you're talking about some those D three and growing up in Boston. Like I'd say that the advantage the ACHA has over NCAA D three is a lot of those D three schools in the Northeast are just like one hour trips each way and, and playing teams. Where in the ACHA you really get the chance to to travel all over the place. What were some places
2: that you got to see? One that sticks out is. Again, my freshman year, we went to Arizona State and we played them in their transitional year, kind of like Lindenwood is this year, where they're half division one schedule, half, you know, club schedule. That was pretty cool. Like we, we scored first and they, they called a timeout and their coach is just giving it to them, like, what? These guys are club. What are you doing? Like, and we're like, oh my God, we might, we might do this. We might pull off the big upset. They ended up beating us like seven to two. And Rudin had a goal that, He'll never let anyone forget about he still has the puck probably sitting on his bedside table. And it was just a great experience just being able to fly to uh, Arizona state with all the boys on the plane. Like it was like, man, like we're legit right now. Like we're not just a club hockey team We're we're legit. That was a good experience.
3: If we're going to, if we're going to talk about other experiences and beautiful arenas this was not a question from one of the guys. This is one that I'm just going to try and bring up impromptu. Lindenwood, potential casino stories?
2: <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Thomas always gets me to go to the casino. I think Hazel, Grand Hazel came too, but... Yeah, there's a casino right next, conveniently, right next to uh, Lindenwood's, well, where we were staying at the hotel. But, yeah, we uh, we went out a couple times to the uh, casino before we played Lindenwood. Maybe that's why we lost to them. Who knows? But <laughs> they're always good, and it, it was one of our rivals. I love playing against Lindenwood.
0: We got to keep that in mind, Herm, when we start talking about nationals, how that factors into to who's taking home the title this year. <laughs>
3: How many degenerates they got on the roster? Exactly. Yeah, we
0: we gotta look up what hotels these guys are staying in, making sure they're staying away from the casino before we uh you know set the line on DraftKings. Exactly. Where
2: the where are the distractions located, you know?
3: But but kind of piggybacking off that and and favorite rivalry games, who who stands out to you? I know you mentioned Iowa State is a team that you like to play. One pops into mind for me that I'm sure that you're gonna bring up, but curious to to hear who it might be.
2: Ah uh, yeah, you know, it's for me, I guess it's just cuz of our little 5 team league, the CSCHL. You know, it's always you know, Robert Morris kind of takes a backseat, but it was always Lindenwood, Iowa State, Illinois, like especially, I don't know why, but especially Illinois, I would really get into it with the Illinois guys.
3: Illinois was Illinois was crazy. I remember cuz that senior season they had the the upset a couple of times. At home and then on the road, which segues perfectly into that little, you tried to back me up during the, oh, the um, crazy post-game thing. Game I remember thing. that. Yeah, I remember that. Exactly. Nuts. <laughs> which was which was nuts. Yeah, it was. But I guess as, as we're starting to wrap it up a little bit, if you had to pick one of your seasons with the Bobcat as a favorite and you had the luxury of playing for some incredible, incredible teams, which one sticks out to you as, as that? peak memory
2: oh man I would say like honorable mention my my fifth year just because like we never got a chance to you know show what we could do in in the tournament because it got canceled due to COVID but um the best year was my sophomore year just because we had such a group of guys that were so close and like you know we just wanted to win for everybody wanted to win for the team and like no one was you know about points or any of that stuff like it was just everyone wanted and we were all on the same page and we ended up making it all the way to the final beating Adrian and Adrian was the top dog at that point and we were like oh we got to beat this UCO team who are they and they ended up dusting us in the final three rip or two rip i forget what it was but that, that was tough but it was just a great year overall for for ohio hockey making it all the way to the final
0: quick research on our end you have a former acha player as a teammate in roanoke and in, in goaltender austin rodebush who played for yeah. adrian do you guys uh i mean you guys ever look at each other in the locker room it's like two guys who made it out of the jungle alive
2: yeah i always give it to uh bushy is what we call him I'm just like, hey, Bushy, couple ACHA guys, yeah? And he's just like, yeah. It's funny because, like, we played against, you know, a couple guys that he were on the NCAA team at Adrian, and, and it's just good to see that, you know, there there is so much talent in the ACHA that people don't know about, like, until you show them, you know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys where it's just like a guy that was playing, you know, ACHA Division One club that probably had, you know, Division Three NCAA or Division One NCAA talent, and uh, he just gets overlooked. So, like, there's so many guys in the ACHA that that might be in that position where they get overlooked, and that, you know they're just as talented as the next guy. So,
3: finally, we'll wrap it up. Your sales pitch for OU, since we're talking, we pulling it back to the beginning. We're talking ticket sales. So let's hear that elevator pitch for for why OU and the ACHA is the place to be if you're an aspiring young juniors player who wants to play hockey at the next level to start
2: the best pregame warm-up I've ever been a part of uh the boys do a dance it's a special dance that I won't talk about too much but it's a tradition it's just part of the the off-ice bonding experience that you get at OU and and you know it's the bar scene is ridiculous, obviously, but, you know, you're there for school and hockey and the whole experience as a whole is, is great. Like you just get everything. Like you get a big school, you get a big hockey experience and you get a good education. And I would say yeah, those are the three, three big points that that I'd make, you know, for OU as as far as deciding on a school.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, Tommy, thanks for joining us this week. Always good to get a perspective from from a guy at OU who, who made it, made it to the pros. So hats off to you and awesome job. Thank you for coming on.
2: Hey guys, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This has been great.
0: Once again, thanks to Tommy Picorni for joining us this week on the hockey house. That interview was presented by Selly Hockey Co. Be sure to check out the latest from Selly Hockey Co. They just introduced a new snapback. Uh, It's the Italy Hockey snapback. Pretty cool for all of you Italian guys, Italian heritage. This is going to be the perfect hat for you to wear around the locker. I mean, even if you're not Italian, it's a great looking hat. Uh they it comes in black as a snapback and then there's the white with the green brim. Uh reminds me a lot, you know, it makes me think of the Mighty Ducks and, and when they play Italy in D2 and and Goldberg, you know, gets hit by the... he's chirping them for being Italian. Nothing but love for the Italians. But now you got a hat coming to you from Selly Hockey Co, so be sure to check that out at Selly Hockey Co com that was a fun interview with with tommy or, or poco as as Herm was calling him really good guy had some awesome stories
1: yeah absolutely it's always nice hearing from a fellow pro guy that's that's played you know in the acha and he's he's made his way up to the sp you could just tell he's one of those guys that you know gets along with everyone in the locker room uh big team guy we usually get the best out of our, our guests when we have guys that aren't you know in the acha currently so that was a, a lot of fun and uh uh, wish him the best of luck this the rest of the season
0: yeah it was, it was cool to get his input on it too when he was talking about like uh you know looking at schools like norwich i mean that is a great division three team uh a team that could probably compete in ncaa d1 he was like no nah, i'm gonna go to ohio like his dad you know his dad was really pushing him to go to ohio and i it sounds like he enjoyed it he probably had way more fun at ohio than he would have had at norwich i listen i make a lot of i make fun of a lot of ncaa d3 teams i will not make fun of norwich on this podcast that is a great program the military not for me uh, but if the military is for you and you're good at hockey. Norwich is a great place. I went there. Uh, I used to go to a uh, hockey camp. Elite hockey camp was in, in Vermont on the campus of Norwich. So that was one of some of my favorite hockey memories were from there. I used to go there for a couple summers. So nothing but good things to say about Norwich, but sounds like he made the right decision in choosing Ohio. So
1: Murph is lying. He was just bagging Norwich when we weren't recording. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just can't stand military schools. <laughs> I just have I have a thing. No, love the troops. Love Norwich University, great campus, but not on this podcast. We're only going to we're only going to promote the the non-NCAA teams here. So we've got some great non-NCAA hockey though this week. The end market Savannah hockey classic is back. Did not happen last season because of all the craziness and COVID protocols. And, but this is a great tournament. Savannah is getting an ECHL team next season. They're going to play in a brand new arena, but for now they will play. They will play the four team tournament. They actually, do you know the name of the trophy here Fitz? No. What is it? It's the end market Savannah Hockey Classic, and they're going to play for the Thrasher Cup.
1: Ooh,
0: as a tribute to the Atlanta Thrashers, yeah, who called the the state of Georgia their home. I'm trying to find where this game is played in the name of the arena. It's oh, it's played in the Savannah Civic Center when uh, the team in the ECHL comes in, they will play at the new arena in savannah the teams playing in the tournament you have the university of georgia university of florida georgia tech and florida state four big schools uh you know well-known schools in the south georgia is the reigning champ uh, you think they have the, uh, a chance to repeat this year, Fitz?
1: I was going to say Georgia, but I didn't know they were the reigning champs. I might
0: want might to switch it up now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, it sounds like this has been Georgia's tournament for a while here. I think
1: uh... I'll, I'll stick with my gut. I'll, I'll go Georgia. I, I don't think their, their, their football team's going to fare as well, but I'll take them for, for this.
0: Yeah, Georgia's won the last three of four. I I, I think I'm also going to agree with you. I think Georgia's football team is going to lose again, but their hockey team will will bring home the Savannah Hockey Classic Thrasher Cup. And that's all that matters. All yeah. that matters
1: is you're bringing the Thrasher Cup back to the campus. So that's that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and, and we did an interview with a couple of Georgia guys, and they should be coming on the podcast sooner. We'll, we'll drop that interview, but for, the na- for now – the boys should be focusing on repeating and bringing home the Thrasher Cup to Athens because we're not quite sure the college football playoff trophy is going to make it to Athens. Moving along, that, so that's our game. Game of the week is the Savannah Hockey Classic, but we've got plenty of games for you to check out. Division two action, we got a couple of BYU games. First, we'll start with BYU traveling to Weber State. I believe uh, Weber State is doing a purple out for this game. I don't know if that factors into your decision, Fitz.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say I still want a hat from BYU. I'm ready to Venmo. I'm, I'm ready to do whatever. I want a hat from BYU. We brought some guys on the pod earlier earlier uh, in the offseason. Want a hat from the boys, but BYU is an absolute lock right here, and I'll tell you why. Have you seen the new team dog? I was just going to ask. I was like, is the team dog is factoring is the, the decision? Is, is he just, if, he's, if he's making the trip, I mean. I was going to say,
0: does he travel?
1: I don't know. I don't know if he's he's trained enough to to be able to know you're not supposed to take a dump on the bus. But what's the name of the dog? Blaze. 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 He's like a little uh, what, a golden lab, maybe. I don't know. If my dog breeds too well.
0: Darren Dreger confirmed he is a good boy. So
1: BYU's a lock. They got a good boy in the locker room. Even if he doesn't make the trip, I I mean. The picture I'm looking at right now, he's just too cute. So BYU is a lock.
0: All right, you're taking BYU. I'm going to go Weber State. I think the ice sheet in Ogden is going to be rocking uh, students back on campus. So I think I'm going to go with Weber State. But BYU is going to be at home the next night against Utah State. You, you taking them again?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. They'll they'll be hot off the uh, ruining the uh, the purple out at Weber and it'll be an easy game against Utah State.
0: Ooh, easy game. I, I'll take BYU. I don't know if it's gonna be an easy game against Utah State. In state rivalries, you know, you never know. The game's probably gonna get pretty chippy if I had to to guess. But uh, another home game for for BYU and keep an eye on BYU as the season comes down. I mean, still mm. really a lot of uncertainty about what they're gonna do next year. So keep an eye on, on the Cougars. But and some uncertainty if I'm gonna get a hat. Nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, it starts there. I mean, maybe I mean, maybe they send a hat. Maybe Fitz yeah. finds some connections and gets them a season next year. So who knows? But we'll travel to D1 for some more picks. We got Iowa State heading to UCO. Um, UCO, that's a tough place to play uh, at Central Oklahoma at, at the Arctic Edge Arena. They got the train horn there. Like, In your face. Iowa State, I don't. Yeah, they got a train horn in there. You can, I mean, the minute they score, that place is rocking. I think Iowa State's a good team, though. I'm thinking split here. I'm going with split.
1: I'll go UCO with the, uh, the sweep. I like, I didn't know they had a train horn. I like train horns.
0: Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to play a video of it. But yeah, solid train horn. Guys like dogs and trains. Like if you got those things, Fitz is all on board.
1: i in. That's all you need.
0: Minot State is going to travel down and play GCU. And then they are going to have a series against Arizona. I think Minot gets three this weekend. I think they're going to beat GCU and then sweep Arizona. Ooh. Arizona's home ice. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think?
1: I think he split with Arizona. I know Minot's got some scary dudes, but Zona at home, I, I don't think they can sweep there.
0: All right, and then moving to the Eshel, my my home conference, we got Delaware at Stony Brook. I'll give you a little backstory here. Delaware swept Stony Brook at Delaware, and that was big. It Not only was it an upset, but they repeated it. I think Stony Brook returns the favor and sweeps the Blue Hens this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think if I don't pick Stony Brook, then... Uh... <laughs> Shipman's definitely going to be fighting me this
0: weekend. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a great call. That's a smart decision on your part.
1: <laughs> we'll go for the sweep with Stony. You've been telling me that they're uh, they're pretty nasty. So, well, yeah, I, I
0: said that because they pumped us, and then they getting swept by Delaware. Delaware's a good team too, but like I was hyping the boys up, and here they are, kind of making me look silly here. So, I I think on Long Island, that is, I mean, it's a dark. Gloomy rink at the rinks. So I'm taking taking Stony Brook here with the sweep. Got an interesting one
3: here. All right. Hey, guys. Herm here. uh Murph misspeaks in this next segment. It is NC State versus Liberty's D2 team, not their D1 team. NC State has played Liberty's D1 and D2 team this season. There was a misreading of the notes and it led to a little bit of a confusion. Sorry about that, guys. NC State is going to play Liberty's D1 team for the Wagon
0: Wheel Trophy. I've been looking online and cannot find a picture, but the schedule on the NC State website has this down as the Wagon Wheel Trophy. They're going to play each other Friday night in Lynchburg. They'll travel to the Wake Competition Center and take on NC State in the second game. We've got Denver versus uh, MSU Denver, a little Denver rivalry series. Uh, They got a 9 o'clock slate. For this game, uh, I don't really know a lot about either of these teams, but I feel like Denver, you're the bigger school. Uh, I think you got a lot of pro- – well, I don't know. Denver's the bigger school, so you'd think maybe they get it, but I feel like MSU Denver, like, they're probably hungry. they probably love to get up for this game. I'll go with the Denver Pioneers. I'll take them. I'll take them on this one.
1: I'm with the Pioneers as well. I think that that's like a sick game, though. That's like a uh, – I don't know what you could compare it to, like an Indiana-Purdue kind of game. That should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, it's Metropolitan State University of Denver. MSU Denver taking on the Pioneers. Then we've got a, a D three game. We got another Colorado school. It, this time it's the Air Force Academy. They're traveling down to New Mexico to take on the University of New Mexico. Air Force is twelve and three. That's a pretty good record. But the Lobos nineteen and one. Okay, they've been lethal on home ice. I think they're sweeping Air Force this weekend. Not so fast. Not so fast,
1: Murph. I'm I'm a big fan of both teams' jerseys, and I think. New Mexico's got a sick mascot with the Lobos going. I don't even know what a Lobo is, but it sounds cool. I always pick them in March Madness just because I was like, what the hell is a Lobo? I don't know. It sounds cool. I'm going with the Air Force boys. We, we know that their jerseys are absolutely filthy. I feel like there's just something different about the Air Force boys. Are built different. They they're willing to you know block shots and get in the
0: dirty areas. So I'm going with Air Force. All right, now it just seems like I don't like the troops because I said what I said about <laughs> Norwich, and now you're picking Air Force. Good thing we got Google though, because a lobo is a timber wolf located in southwestern U.S. Oh, there you go. And in Mexico, so a lobo is a timber wolf from the southwest. So now you know that. Um, I also had this circled. We have Niagara traveling out to traveling out to Colorado State. I just circled this one because I think it's really, I had a good experience when we traveled to Colorado and played a couple games. The Niagara Purple Eagles traveling out to Colorado. I think they're coming home with four points. They finished the semester really strong and got a sweep against Ohio on the road. So I think they're getting a sweep out West against another green team in Colorado State. I agree with you. I, I just like Niagara. It's a good
1: place. So I'm with you.
0: Niagara, they got the purple shells, purple socks, purple helmets, purple jerseys. They haven't had the purple gloves yet because of shipping delays. So I hope the purple gloves come in for the new year just to give, uh, you know, Tom an extra boost behind the bench there. we love it, Tom. Yeah. Those are our picks for the week. I, I I think uh, we'll try to do this a little more often, give a little more detail about our picks and and why, whether it's because we like a certain mascot in March madness, or, you know, we dislike a certain college football team, you know, you're getting the expertise from around the league on this podcast. We wouldn't expect anything less. So yeah. I think that's, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Um, episode 50. Awesome. I mean, it, it kind of feels like we've been doing this for a long time now, but 50, I mean, we're, we're young, we're young podcasts on the rise. Uh, we hit 9,500 Instagram followers the other day. So the road to 10,000 is, is within reach. Really excited about what's to come. Fitz, any, any closing thoughts on 50?
1: All I can say is Murph and Herm, you you guys have just you've put the team on your back and literally I just show up and and say a few words. So all, all credit goes to you guys. And um, it's been awesome to, to be a part of it and yeah, looking forward to bigger and better things as we, we keep it going here.
0: Well, I'll give you credit. Herm will talk about the survey results that we sent out when he comes on next week. But my feedback personally from teammates and friends is they love the Fitz fed content. Like they didn't sign up for a pro hockey podcast, but they're going to get a weekly update from the fed from Fitz. all right all right i'll be sure to keep that coming and you can give us an update on how shipman's doing next week yeah
1: yeah maybe maybe i'll uh i'll ask him if he wants to go
0: all right on that note thank you for joining us this week uh as always be sure to follow us on social media at hockey house pod whether it's instagram twitter uh we're on facebook we got tiktok all that so thanks again for the support and uh we'll catch everyone next week
1: see you boys